Okay, we ready? Here we go. Everybody, uh, Jake here with American Pipelining Supplies, Drain Gear Podcast. We're back again. Uh, it's been a while since we've been uh, live in the studio, and we're really excited to uh, have a special guest today with us to talk more about trenchless technology. And uh, we want to introduce Cameron Manners from Internal Pipe Technologies, IPT. Um, Cameron is a uh, pioneer in the trenchless business and um, just an awesome guy. I've really enjoyed getting to know him uh, over the past couple of months and, and talking, collaborating with him, uh, and then meeting his team at the recent wet show. So we're pretty stoked uh, to introduce Cameron Manners from Internal Pipe Technologies. Cameron, how are you? I'm doing good. You, Jake? Awesome. Really good. Glad to uh, be back in the studio. We've been absolutely slammed. You and I were just kind of talking a little bit before uh, we joined together here, and, and uh, it's been crazy. So not not only with the wet show follow-up, but uh, just even before that, things have absolutely been crazy. So um, we're really excited to have you on today. You are an absolute legend in the trenchless industry. I've <laughs> known you for a long time. Um, we've run in a lot of the same circles. We've traveled in a lot of the same spaces and places around the world. And um, so it's really cool to um, to now be here together. You know, I'm, I'm running APS, you're, you're operating IPT, and, um, you know, we're, we're kind of running in the same circles again. And uh, so I'm really excited to collaborate with you and talk more about your products and how we're going to work together. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Jake. You know, um, you, know you mentioned there earlier, um, a pioneer, and always, you know, when somebody uses that word, you think of, you know, wagon trains going across the prairies and so old and stuff right. like that. So, it doesn't really help me feel like <laughs> being in this industry for so long, yeah, right? Right. Um, you know, but it, yeah, it's 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 really it's really a cool time to be back into it. Um, you know, I've been in it a long time, so I'm looking forward to working with your team um, and just watching the industry grow even more. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of need for what it is that we're doing right now, and and I know that that we've had more and more interest than than I've ever seen before in trenchless technology and. Uh, pipe rehab. And there's so many different parts now to the business. You've got, um, and we can touch on a little bit of, of your uh, technology with the, the Gator tools and some of the things that you've got going on with cleaning machines, but it, it's opened up a whole new frontier of, of opportunity for um, guys like us. And so it's really nice to, um, to be able to offer these types of things to the contractors because that's what they need. They need that for their customers aging infrastructure, so much opportunity, um, and being in these smaller diameter pipes is a, a really fun place to be, at least for me. I know you're enjoying it as well. Um, but how many years have you been in the trenchless industry, Cameron? So I've been, um, I'm a sheet metal worker by trade and just was not wired the right way for a union worker. Yeah. So uh, ended up leaving and, and then got into the kind of the trenches stuff, but I always been kind of involved in it, um, go through high school and summer work and stuff. But um, I mean, I've been lining, I've been lining small diameters since the early nineties. I had, uh, I had done some little tiny spot repairs that we used to launch through Kleenex and we just, mm. you know, we'd put like six of them in line to cover up roots and stuff like that. So, so probably early nineties is really how long I've been doing small diameter. Yeah. And you've probably seen things improve majorly over the years. I, I suppose a lot of <laughs> what was done in the early days was fairly crude and, uh, you know, it, it worked, but it was, it wasn't as refined as things are nowadays. I, I, you know, you can even imagine what, you know, I, 
the first systems that I'd come up with. Um, I mean, we used to take a, a rooftop carrier and, you know, there was no laminated felt on the small dammer side. So you just, you just, we'd use a sewing machine to sew the tube. Mm. And then we would just, just coil this liner up in this box and just pour liquid resin on top of it, <laughs> you know, and just drag it through, you know, it'd be like 60, 70 feet long. And there's just epoxy everywhere. Yeah. Um, we literally used to just get covered in it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely interesting when you hear stories from guys like yourself that, that have been in it for so long and you, you hear the ways that things used to be done. And then you, you fast forward to today and it's just, it's so much more refined. There's so much more access and ability. So uh, it, it, it's made life, I think a lot easier with the addition of color cameras. And, you know, now we've got, we're into HD cameras and cleaning equipment that just couldn't possibly get down a line before. So lots of really cool yep. technology to make our lives somewhat easier. Um, where, where is your company and, and where are your products made? Tell us a little bit about IPT and where you're located. So IPT, um, I had, had a, another business that I'd left and, and bounced around a little bit. Um, and a good friend of mine, we were, we were vacationing together and, um, you know, he just said, you know, you can, you got to get back into this, you know, we got to do something. So sure. I uh, started IPT a couple of years ago and the plant's located in Abilene, Texas. Okay. So we've got 15,000 square feet there. Um, we blend all of our own resins. We color resins. We cut resins. Um, we blend all of our catalysts there. Uh, we make all of our tube there. And we also make all of our, all of our equipment is also there. So we've got a full metal fabrication shop there. Um, you know, I think we're, we're one of the few guys that actually just makes everything that we use we make it right there in Abilene, Texas. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I can't wait to visit. I know we've got a, a plan for, for me yeah. and my crew to get out there soon and spend some time with you guys. Um, now that we're really kind of kicking things off together. Um, tell me a little bit about your process, the pull in place process. We at, at APS are, are, you know, we're heavy on the inversion side, patching side, things like that. But um, we're really excited to get into the pull in place because there was a lot of opportunity for both types of technology in this space. And so um, tell me a little bit and tell our, our uh, viewers and listeners a little bit about your pull in place technology. So, so pull in place, really what it is, is, um, you know, I've always been kind of inside that building, right? So, I mean, our focus has always been under that slab. Sure. And, you know, typically, you know, with the pull in place, you need two access points, but the good thing is, is they typically already exist. So, so by doing a pull in place, we can do remote starts. Um, you know, we can launch liners through vent lines down through around the two inch nineties at the bottom, um, pop a toilet stub. So, so basically the, the, the key with the pull in place is we're, we're going to string a line between obviously two access points. Um, but we're going to be able to line 100% of under that slab, um, via a cleanup. And I think that's, that's the key is, is pull in place is typically zero, no dig. And, and like, you know, you mentioned it, that we'll probably get into it a little bit, but every lining technology has its place, sure. you know, and, you know, when we get outside of the, of the slab, you know, that's where inversion tends to want to take over and is a better technology because it just suits better because our downstream access might be a manhole. So, so we always, you know, we've always focused on under slab, uh, helped our guys understand that. And the other nice thing about pulling place is, um, you know, when we're pulling that in through a two inch, two inch nineties and things like that, the profile of the liner is so small that we're able to do multiple bends and, and things like that. So it's kind of what, um, that would be kind of what, what it looks like as far as pulling place goes and, and the advantages of it. Yeah. 
one of the cool things that I really like about your website is the angioplasty video that you have on there. That it's it's such a great picture, and I would encourage anybody if you get a chance, uh, go check out their website and, and take a look at that video. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's it's www.internalpipetech.com, right? Yeah. Right. And if you get a chance, go check that out. There's a really cool video there um, that, that kind of talks about angioplasty. And it's such a great depiction of kind of what it is that we do. You know, um, yep. we're, we're operating on, on small diameter pipes in a way. Exactly. You know, and, and where that came from was so many people in the industry right now, Jake, you know, so, and like, you know, it's, it's, it is growing and it's amazing that it's, right. it's growing so much th- this far along. Um, and it's really exciting, but what happens is contractors fall in love with what they're doing. So, you know, you'll see a trailer with trenchless technology on it and zeroed. None of those terms mean anything to the normal person day in and day out. So they walk by a trailer and they don't really understand what's going on. Um, And what I found was, you know, talking to homeowners and things like that, um, you know, we were doing a training up in Dallas and these elderly ladies kept walking their dogs past every day we were working. You know, and finally she stopped and she goes, you know, what are you guys doing? And so I started explaining it to her and she, and then she's standing there. She's looking at me like a deer in the headlights. And I said, you know what? It's, it's angioplasty for your home. And then she throws her hands up. She goes, oh my God, are you kidding me? She goes, do you know how many times I've dug up my base, my bathroom, you know? And then she got it right. As soon as you kind of put it into a term that she could understand. Um, So we've always been playing around with that. And I, and I think with, with us, one of the things that we're doing with our guys is we're getting to understand that, that, you know, it's about educating the homeowner, you know, stop educating yourself as a contractor and things like that. You need to educate the homeowner because ultimately the homeowner doesn't know what's going on underneath their home. They, right. they don't understand cast irons corroding and rotting sure. and things like that. They have no idea, you know? Yeah. So um, that's, that's, that's the big thing behind that. Yeah. And a big part of what our job is as owners of a business like this is, is to educate our contractors on how to, properly portray what it is that they're doing. Um, and it, it's a really good point that you make about, you know, the, the no dig and the zero dig, and th- those are all great things. Um, but l- like you say, that doesn't necessarily translate to the, the average Joe or the homeowner that is looking to have something done. Um, so yeah, it's great to put it in those terms and in, in layman's terms. And, and that video is a really good uh, example of that. And it, it, that Again, anybody that wants to learn more, go check that out because it's it's really, really good. Um, so, Kim, your products are really good looking products. One of the things that we've, as we've started to kind of work together, you've created some APS liner for us. Um, you've put our logo on there. It's got the QR code on there. Um, tell us a little bit about what that QR code does and, and how that can help the contractor in the field and, and what that means to them. Well, I think one of the big one of the big problems um, that contractors have, and it's it, it's been a problem right from the get go, right from the beginning of the industry uh, in small diameter, and that is training their guys. You know, and, and they they these contractors always have a key guy, and that key guy leaves or, or something happens, and you know, and then they they stop buying because they don't have anybody that that's trained on it. And right. the training, you know, when somebody says something, they'll say, "Well, you know, it takes me two years to create a guy." Well, you know, and I know that when we go out and our teams go out and train, we're teaching guys how to line pipe in four days. Right. Yeah. And, and, and somehow they're able to, you know, continually go down that road and, right. and, and, and install liner. So the QR code base was, we recognized that we needed to do something that was going to help our guys 
move along on the training process, meaning, um, you know, guys are thinking about the math. They got to do all the calculations. They got to do, you know, keep everything in their head. So the QR is, is, is basically all that data is right there. Um, tells them their mix ratios, tells them how much uh, per foot or two inch, three inch, four inch, six inch, whatever it is. So all of our equipment has those QR codes on it. So what we're trying to do is really kind of bridge that, you know, um, that, that hole that's between the, the field and the office, um, help these guys train their guys, get multiple crews on the road um, and try to kind of take care of some of that learning curve. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we, we've obviously looked at, at, you know, the links to the QR codes and um, we appreciate you custom making, you know, the QR code for our liners that you're providing for us. And it is a great way to bridge the gap between the installation process and, and the, the knowledge that these guys need to have in the field. It is tough because some of these companies do have trouble with retention. Um, but, you know, one thing I've realized is when you can make this process fun, um, to the point where th- these guys, you know, they have fun because they, they get it number one and they, they, they're confident and they do a good job and it's a good feeling. And that creates a sense of pride, which then leads to, to fun. You, you go to work and you go, Hey, I'm confident in what I'm going to do today. I've got one or two liners to put in. I know I've got all the tools and equipment and every, all, you know, all the resources that I need to make that project successful. And it's a good feeling. And when guys feel that way, they want to come back the next day. And of course, you know, yep. making good money is is also a, a driver, but you're yep. going to make good money when you have good resources and good tools. And so that, that's one thing that we really like about this product is, is that the resources that you've provided there are really, really good. They're accessible. They're right at your fingertips on your cell phone uh, or computer. It makes it super simple. So great, great job on on including yep. that. Um, what, what other things could you tell us about... Um, the liner. Now you had mentioned that you've gone down to two inch and that's a bit of a taboo thing, honestly, still today. Uh-huh. I, I feel like that's old news to me having worked in, in small <laughs> diameter pipes. Like when people talk about two inch, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Two inch, of course. But some guys still today are absolutely terrified to get into anything that, that would be even three inch. Some guys are really they're like, well, we don't, we don't even mess with three inch, you know? So, so, yeah. okay. So, so you said two inch, but what, what are the limitations? You go down to two or do you go smaller? And then what size do you go up to? We'll go smaller. Um, so we will do okay. inch and a half. Um, you know, the big driver, when you get down into the inch and a half and stuff like that is going to be, you know, access points, you know, your nineties are a lot tighter on inch and a half, right. you know, than they are in two inch and three inch. Um, but I mean, you know, I've had guys doing two inch, we've been doing two inch for 20 years. I mean, yeah. it was, it was one of the mainstays of, of my old business was our capability of doing down to two, because there's a lot of two in the house. And right. typically, you know, we always call that the money shot because it's always the laundry room at the back of the house, cutting exactly. through the living room, through the hallway, and then tying into that four inch main. And that's where all your restoration mm-hmm. typically is. So, so we, we, we just had that we had to get two inch figured out and, yeah. um, you know, yeah. we've got it down. We've, we've recently just changed our bladder mechanism inside our two inch, which is working much better. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you get inside the home, you got to do it. Um, two inch nineties are okay. Um, double 45s, triple 45s, yep. you know, it really works nice. And it's, it's the secret is in that bladder system and how, and how you're able to maintain and control that, um, and a lot of it, you know, when it comes down to two inch, a lot of it is just knowledge, you know, right. I mean, we, we just got to transfer that knowledge into our guys and the confidence, like you said, yeah. um, that's a big one too. And what size do you go up to? So we'll go up to, um, so we just did a, we just finished a, a under slab duct work 
um, at a house. And I mean, we'll do 14, we'll do 18, um, but specifically shorter lengths is when we get into that. Sure. Uh, we don't do longer just simply because the resin cure times are, are not feasible yeah, for us. Yeah, right, right. Makes sense. Yep. Um, okay, so talking about two inch and small, di- small diameter pipes, you got to have those pipes cleaned. Tell us about your solution for cleaning. So way back when, um, in the pioneer days, as you <laughs> call it, right? Um, you know, I had I had developed um, some cutters. So we used we used to use a lot of air. So we used die grinders and things like that with chains on them and, and right. stuff in, in the early years. Um, and then I had actually found a company called Sooner Manufacturing out of Georgia, and they made flex shafts. And um, the big difference was the flex shafts had bearings on the end of each one. So they would prepare them and, and, and close them into some bearings and stuff like that. So with the two inch, um, we always had what we called uh, a micro cutter. And we, we've we been using, I've been using flex shafts since the early 2000, 2004, 2005 mm-hmm. um, time period. So understanding that, you know, when you do get into that smaller diameter, opening it up and cleaning it and getting it as close to original diameter becomes paramount to the success of whatever line right. you're going to do. Um, so what's nice about it is, is, you know, there's been some great companies to lead the charge on developing flex shafts and, you know, they've done a great job at, at kind of bringing it to market. So the technology really now has kind of caught up to where, you know, no contractor should be afraid of two inch because you've got all of the cleaning tools that you need out there in the marketplace. Um, and, and that's, that's the big difference. Yeah. And I think what you said, which was so much more going on now, I think, I think the difference is, is that the cleaning has now opened up the market you know, and allowed contractors to get that pipe clean again. Yeah. And, and, and it's created a level of confidence from the standpoint of number one, I can get it clean, which access is king. If you can get it clean, you could potentially get a liner through it. And number two, if something does go wrong, you, you have the ability to use these same tools to potentially cut something out if you needed to, but then also reinstatements. Um, reinstatements are, yeah. you know, have, have been a, a difficult thing over the years. I remember when I first, you know, came across the, uh, our, our Finnish friends and started to learn more about the Picote tools um, and, and what they could do from the, the standpoint of reinstatements, not necessarily even cleaning. That wasn't what excited me. Um, the first thing I honed in on was, wait a second, <laughs> somebody actually created a really, really good cutting tool uh, to cut from the yep. backside. And so um, it, it's, it's opened up so many more um, opportunities, I think, for contractors now. And it's, it's been really exciting to watch over the past many years uh, where this type of technology, the high-speed cleaning and cutting, uh, has really become kind of mainstream. And it, it's just massive for, for guys like us uh, from the standpoint yep. of being able to offer really good solutions uh, in that space. What other tools and equipment would a guy need? If, if somebody said, you know, I really want to get into pull in place, um, what do I need? Do I need a, do I need a 50 foot long trailer? Do I need, you know, mm-hmm. a 10 KW generator? You know, what do I, do I have to have all these crazy things or can it be a little more simple? Can it be a little more basic and still be successful? What do you, what, what do you say about that? Absolutely, it can. I mean, Jake, it's, it's, I mean, you know, my favorite story when somebody asks me something like that was, you know, in the early years, I was in Hawaii, and I had a project to do with a guy, and couldn't, didn't have a pickup truck, they didn't have a van to rent. So I rented a just a big Cadillac. And I put everything in the trunk of the Cadillac. 
and we went over and did the job. So <laughs> nice. it's, you know, the, ni- the nice part about pulling place is everything that we've got is pretty small. So, you know, when people talk about, you know, what's your compressor? And I'd say, you know, it's, I, I like the little Harbor Freight ones. They're quiet. You know, they basically weigh about 30 pounds. Yeah. Um, and then you get a camera and a flex shaft. And I mean, basically that's it. I mean, yeah. you can, you can run pull in place. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can run it out of a pickup truck very easily. Yeah. Um, you know, with what you, what you got to do. So I think, I think that's, that's one of the nice things. And I think it's one of the attractive things that are, that's attracting guys to the pull in place is it, it is a very, very simple, inexpensive setup. Yeah. Um, and you can maintain that, which then allows you to duplicate your crews. So I think, I think in more cases with pull in place, you're going to find companies that have multiple crews doing it as opposed to a companies that maybe have inversion and that, you know, may not have the multiple crews, may just have one key crew that they work around um, with the equipment. Whereas pull in place, you might find three or four or five trucks going on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that was one fun thing that, you know, this year at the wet show, we were able to put your products on display, uh, APS branded, and it really drew a lot of interest. And we're, we're looking forward to continuing to follow up with those folks. But one thing that I, I realized is that it, it really does open up a lot of, um, opportunity for us with guys that are looking to get started in the trenchless business um, and they can't necessarily afford, um, you know, the big tanks and some of the things that you would have to have with air inversion, air inversion, typically, you know, you're going to need some sort of truck or trailer to, to put everything in. And uh, th- this makes it a lot simpler to get started. And I think it's a great way for people to, to begin in the business. And like you said, there's, there's, lots of different tools and equipment available in this space. And this is just another one. And so is, so is our inversion process. Mm-hmm. They're all tools that, that uh, fit a need and, and, and sometimes one's better than the other. And, and sometimes it's not, but um, you know, it, it is a great way to get started. And so we're really excited to be able to kind of get tap into that more, um, you know, beginner guys that are really looking to kind of start ground level, but do some really cool uh, rehab work inside of homes because a lot of plumbers, that's where they're kind of working. You know, they don't necessarily start out of the gate as a plumber, you know, taking on large industrial contracts or big commercial work. And, you know, they're working with, with Mr. And Mrs. Smith that, you know, uh, one, two, three, you know, John street, you know, that's where they are and that's where the business is. And so you've got a great suite of products that will help provide uh, the need in that space. And so we're pretty stoked to be a part of that and, uh, and continue to grow with you guys. But, uh, well, um, one last thing I want to ask you because it's really important and it's becoming more and more important as we get into, um, regulation and people, you know, oversight, things like that. Tell us a little bit about, um, some of the approvals and, and, you know, things that, that people need to be considering number one, and then some of those things that you have, uh, for your products. It's actually a great question, Jake. And I, I think it's, it's so one of the things that I'm going to be taking on um, and, you know, I will, I will drag this industry kicking and screaming and I don't care. Um, <laughs> you know, I've done it before and it's, it just, it's about time. It has to be done. So I'm going to be uh, doing some articles for some of the magazines, um, some of the governing body magazines coming up, but um, so, you know, the contractors that they everybody's got to be aware of, of what products they're using, right? It's very, very important. Um, ICC, UPC, uh, full listing, you know, uh, testing products, getting the products tested, making sure that they, they qualify under the codes um, and making sure that, you know, the suppliers have done their work um, and are maintaining quality control as right. a manufacturing thing. Um, so one of the things um, 
you know, there's been a lot of a lot of posts lately um, on other technologies, you know, coatings, and then um, there was a couple more on some 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 failed liners that that contractors had left. And you know, there's there's a lot of good contractors out there. There's a ton of good contractors out there right. that, that do a good job. Um, you know, when you know you know yourself, when you get your butt handed to you out there, you got to stick with it, and you got to right. fix it, and you got to do what's right. Um, and I think as this industry is growing now. Jake is the, the problem that we've got are our cowboys, um, you know, guys that are just go in, do something bad, cover it up and leave. And I, and I really do think for this industry to, to get professionalized and to be recognized, it needs to make that professional move to where we as contractors need to start to talk about how do we permit all applications of this stuff, right? you know, so that, so that there's that, so, so that the codes can do what they're meant to do, which is, govern an industry and, and, and drive quality in the industry. And I mean, you get guys that are, you know, they go through universities and institutes and they go through right. certified training, but you know, that doesn't mean anything. It does, that doesn't change anything. Right. Um, so, you know, ultimately I think if we're all to just professionalize this industry and bring it out of the dark ages, um, permitting and external governance is, is, is pretty important. Right, right. And I know that's a big part of your mission at IPT and with your products. And, um, you know, I, I'm always learning more and more about that uh, all the time myself. And there are really good resources available out there. And if you're a contractor, uh, I would encourage you, you know, look into those things, understand them, um, you know, educate yourself on what it is that you're using. Um, there's there's a lot of products available out there. They're, they're not all created equal. And understanding what product you're putting in is important. Um, you know, being proactive and making sure that it's done right in the first place is, is a number one, number one thing, making sure that who, who you're buying the products from uh, care about those sorts of things and, and talk about it and, and make it known to you uh, and help you understand that so that you can educate your customer and put in the best product possible. Um, so we, we do appreciate that, uh, that aspect of, of what it is that you're doing in that part of your mission. So um, with that, I'm going to wrap up. I know that we, um, we, we've, uh, we've covered a lot of ground here and, and if anybody wants more information, they can certainly uh, reach out to either one of us. Um, like I said, your, your website is www.internalpipetech.com. Ours is AmericanPipelineSupplies.com. Um, we'd be happy to help you in any possible way to learn more about pull in place and the different technology that, uh, that IPT has to offer. And also the cleaning tools are really, really cool. I got to see them firsthand. I've seen them on the website, but seeing them firsthand at the show, really well put together. Um, so great job on that. You've also got some really cool uh, auxiliary equipment like wet out tables and different things that we saw. Yeah. Uh, you've got a lot of really cool technology there. So uh, we're, we're glad to be a part of that and be able to offer those solutions as well. So thanks for joining us so early uh, this morning. I, I, yeah. I understood kind of uh, when we booked this that, that you were uh, out in California. So it's pretty early there compared to here all the way across the country in South Carolina. So yep. thank you so much for getting up early and joining us. And uh, we sure appreciate Appreciate it, Cameron, very much. Okay, cool, Jake. Thanks very much. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for Talk joining in again to the Drain Gear Podcast. We uh, we look forward to bringing you some more awesome content soon. And uh, if you have any questions or would like more information, please reach out to us uh, here at APS and uh, or Internal Pipe Technologies. We'd be happy to help you as well. So until next time, thanks again. Thanks.